You are listening to An Environment for Change, an eight-part series looking at some of the many people in the Mount Alexander Shire who are working to combat climate change and promote sustainable living. These are local people who are working towards changing our habits so we can all move forward into a vibrant, healthy and sustainable future. In this series, we'll hear from local farmers, Boomerang Bags, Repair Cafe, local environment groups, activists and concerned citizens. This week on An Environment for Change, I'm speaking with Mel and Rachel again. You might remember that a couple of weeks ago I spoke with them at the start of July about doing Plastic Free July. This is our end of month reconvene. We have come together again to have a chat about how the month went and whether or not it was easy, hard and what surprised us. So it's been a month and we've been attempting to live plastic free to various degrees for the month. Um, let's start with just sort of like the immediate impressions of how it went for you guys. I know we had a few things came up last time that were challenges for each of us, like Mel was going to try and figure out plastic-free wine, talk some local winemaker into um, <laughs> <laughs> into doing barrels. <laughs> and um, I was going to see how possible it was to still get cheese. Rachel, I think your challenge is just trying to negotiate the family and, mm-hmm. and figure out how to balance uh, yep. your decision against all of their mm. stuff. So who, who wants to go first? Yes, my well, the month started off quite well actually. Uh, I did have a few like, yeah, a few kind of moments where I was in a supermarket, which I generally try not to experience too much. But um, yeah, for sort of staple things, and I'm walking around going, "There's actually nothing in here," <laughs> pretty much, you know. Um, yeah, so it was just looking at how do I get um, cheese? How do I? I haven't had coconut yogurt all month. Oh, well. But I have had other things. Like in the end, I think the second trip I went, okay, we're just getting cheese because everyone's going to go, where's the cheese after a while? So (laughs) there was a lot of little incidents like that. But then... So you got plastic wrapped cheese. I got plastic wrapped cheese and I sort of went, well, it's really thin plastic, you know, trying to justify it. (laughs) So it's not like a big, hard container, you know, that's just going to get tossed out or whatever or put into a recycling and not actually recycled for years and years if it does Mm -hmm. um i had like a you know i did a few different things that i hadn't done before like i went to the butcher and i took my own bag and actually temu my son went in and um, he did that and (laughs) the bag he he was in there for ages and he came out and he said the bag split oh no i was like oh my god you you just wouldn't believe it like it was a really sturdy (laughs) pasta bag and everything anyway um so but they were happy to do that that was really great um and was that that was clifford's yeah yep because they're the one down towards campbell's creek yes yeah. and they were great for me as well yeah because i went for dog food okay and i took my own plastic containers and they weighed yep. it and then they put the food in and you know great. and they also yep. gave me dog <clears throat> bones in a paper bag instead oh, of a plastic oh, bag because cool. i was like can you give me a bone and they're like oh well we don't I don't know, it wouldn't fit in the container. You haven't brought a bucket. I don't know how you <laughs> yes, transport this. Yep. And then they, they're actually using paper bags now as carry bags and yep. they just put the bones in there and cool. And I put them in my fridge that way and yes. it was fine. They did that for me too. With, I got lamb shanks and sausages and they yep. were totally fine and, you know, just got home and then put them into the 
little glass dishes I have. And then I also did that at, uh, went to the little IGA and I handed over my plastic containers and they happily at the deli put my meat into that. So that was all great. And then, but they also, they just have like a tiny little um, thing. So it's wrapped in paper, but they don't use a plastic bag. They use like a little thin lined Mm. plastic on one side. So it's Mm. not, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went to, I went to another butcher and they said, oh, everything's already pre-wrapped in plastic so we'd be taking it out of a plastic bag to give it to you in your container yes. and I was like okay don't worry <laughs> and then I went I went to the maxi IGA and they said no company policy when allowed to put mm. things into your containers which yeah. is kind of fair enough because yeah. of food contamination and if we come back and say I got food poisoning mm. then you know whose fault is it really yeah. but it's nice to know that there are shops in town who are prepared to do that yeah. so you yep. just start going to those ones go to the yep it's not cold mountains anymore is it the the, the uh, IGA on Barker sure. Street. Yeah. No, they changed They owners. changed owners, but everyone knows. Yep. IGB. IGB. Yeah. <laughs> and Mick Lippard's butcher. And the other thing, while we're on the topic of meat and things, is I went to the pet food supplier in Tuton, you know, on the main road, mm-hmm. and they were great too. They said, can you leave your container? And then a week later I went back and got my containers. I took three yeah. or four in yeah. and got different stuff, and then I've put them in the freezer. And mm-hmm. So they were great about it too. And yeah. they do that for a lot of people apparently. Mm. They'll fill it mm. with their, whatever your chosen pet food is. <laughs> so I, I like that because that was a big dilemma for me. for Because mm. I'm, I mean... As a vegetarian, I don't like handling that stuff anyway. So I don't want it to be as simple a process as possible, Mm. getting the animal food. And what else, Rachel, for you? What else? I I mean, the takeaway thing, that was great. There was only one... We were down in Geelong one day during the holidays and we went out for dinner. And then afterwards we had heaps of food left over. Not heaps, but a bit of food left over. We had Luxa left over and we took a takeaway container. So I felt like a little bit bad. But then again, I was with my family again and they were like, oh, come on, you know, Mm. tomorrow. So... Yeah, um, and that, I think it was mainly just not thinking ahead. Um, so I tried as much as possible to kind of plan the day and, you know, I've now got my bags permanently in the car with, um, you know, jars and, yeah, making much more of an effort to source things, you know, out of prepackaged and going water green goes. So It's great if you've got yeah. it in the car because I think then if you just are on your way somewhere and you go, oh, I forgot that thing and you could swerve mm. in yep. for that last minute thing, yep. then you've got it you've got something ready to yeah. do that with yeah I think that's critical in because you can't plan yeah. the whole day <laughs> no it, you can't. it's just doesn't, doesn't quite work <laughs> yeah that's definitely a key to it is having having those there mm. so I've got my basket and then you know my bags for the groceries and then um the extra kind so of your reusable little, bags yeah mm. yep reusable yeah. bags and yeah great jars and things so it went reasonably reasonably well I was actually pretty happy with the effort yeah great yeah was there anything that really caught you by surprise and you went oh damn caught me well actually so toothpaste I went to we ran out of toothpaste and I went to get um I think the Voleda one they do in a metal tube Ah. but I didn't end up going there because the day that we needed it I didn't have time to do another stop where Um, do you get that from I think the um health food shop on Barker Ah. Street did stock it they did years ago so yeah I could I really struggled to find a um Mm. non-plastic container for toothpaste and then I looked up and we were planning to make it and (laughs) we even had the whole conversation in Mm. the car one day I was reading out recipes to the family and oh that sounds disgusting and then (laughs) ideas about what you put in like Cassie and other It was very comical. <laughs> um, it was cute. So, yes, we didn't do that in the end. I, I bought a plastic one. But, um, yeah, lots of, like, little things kind of 
um, earmarked to to bring in as yeah. the next sort of level of it. Yeah, sure. But overall, really positive in terms of like getting really conscious again of where. Oh, just I think just how much stuff is in plastic. Mm. Like it's mm. yeah, it's extraordinary, really. Yeah, mm. I kind of felt like even though I was making all these decisions not to purchase plastic or have plastic in the purchases I'm getting Mm. I'm still surrounded by plastic everywhere like Mm. a lot of my containers at home are plastic but also in the workplace I work in a workplace where there's plastic so I'm handling it and Mm. you know a lot of this my house like a month isn't enough because I'm still using up the stuff that I bought that was in plastic so I'm still Mm. handling the plastic bags Mm. and putting them in my bin my bin's still got empty plastic bags of pasta or whatever mm. in it because I feel like if I keep this up in the future it'll be nice to watch that sort of fade out as I use up all that mm. stuff and gradually my bin will be less and less full mm. of empty yeah. plastic things. Mel did you have a how did you go with your wine? Well I think I just had a general overall fail. <laughs> Fair enough. If I'm completely honest. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think it's just also been not a great month for me in general. So mm. I think after our first after our first interview, um, I kind of had forgotten. I know that sounds weird, but I had forgotten that I was going to visit an old friend in Western Australia. <laughs> so I caught a plane. That's all right. It's all right. It wasn't but, um, plastic, was it? The plane wasn't plastic. <laughs> the food everything on the plane came in plastic. The plane was plastic. Oh, yes. And, you know, I kind of I went to Melbourne the night before and I didn't know if I was going to get food on the plane or not and I was staying at a friend's house. So they just gave me whatever was in their cupboard. So that was all plastic. Mm. <laughs> um, but you didn't buy that. That was a gift. Yeah, but I feel like I could get away with pretty much every all my failures this month by doing that. So I went over <laughs> to my friend's house in um, Perth. I kind of said, oh, just so you know, I'm doing this. But, yeah, just, I don't know, we were just talking, I guess, about one time around dinner table. And then, you know, it was cool. It started that big conversation and all of that stuff. And I think the friend that I was staying with is collecting lots of the soft plastic to that they're I think they're giving to Woolies or something to recycle yeah yeah so like she was quite onto the recycling thing but yeah I don't know it just didn't really feel like my place but it's cool that you had that conversation it was good to have the conversation but it kind of also just made me quite aware of how easy it is to have conversations and then how hard it is to change lives not, not you know, saying that they need to change their life, but just in general, it's quite easy to have. Oh, sorry, maybe I'm being a bit no, dark. No, I think that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that's that's a mm. criticism people have of social media advocacy and all of this stuff where people are like mm. shouting into the void about these causes. But are you actually prepared to put your own life? into yeah. discomfort yeah. for the sake of this cause that you're shouting yeah. about well you know yeah. absolutely what level are you prepared to go yeah. yeah and I kind of it made me I think going away and visiting my friend was quite a culture shock in general anyway because I was kind of I was in a suburb where all the houses are kind of the same and mm-hmm. you know that's that's um where they live and so they the closest access that they have to food is I think it's an IGA or 
I don't know, maybe a little Woolies or something, but that's their shop. So we're really lucky that we have access to bulk food that's, mm. yeah, it might be a bit more expensive, that's true, but we're, we also have access to it. Yeah. Well, I don't know, I, yeah. it, there's that interesting access thing again. But um, they just didn't even have a choice. Yeah. I mean, they do have a choice if they go to Fremantle, probably. Yeah, so it's a drive. But, yeah, it's a, a drive, drive with young yeah. kid. She's a couple months pregnant. Yeah. She's solo parenting. She's exhausted. Yeah. Um, she's also working. So, you know, it's not in her realm of energy possibility. Mm. Yeah. All of that stuff. So yeah. it kind of, it was just interesting to be in someone else's life and realise it's hard. Just a different, just yeah. a very different life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it kind of made me realise how different my life is maybe Um, which is okay so yeah so I did that and then I ate all the plastic food on the way back I was only there for like six days five days on the plane Um, yeah Yeah. and then I got really sick Um, so I was like well I need drugs and (laughs) I'm going to make chicken soup so I bought chicken frames that were in plastic even though they were good chicken frames they were in plastic and I bought drugs so Nurofen and um, you know I just kind of was like nah I just need to do this and then bunk down at home so I kind of didn't I took a takeaway cup, uh, my own reusable cup, to the airport to get coffee. Oh, that's good. Pretty happy about that. And they let you? Yeah, they were they were annoyed, but they did it. Yeah, great. Um, that's interesting because one of my fails was medication. Mm. So I ran out of my asthma medication, <laughs> my Ventolin, which oh. is my reliever and my preventative. Yes. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to die of an asthma attack for the sake of this. Like yeah. this. So I I bought. A little my little puffers which mm. have a plastic seal around them to you know yep. mm. and the whole thing and, I, and puffers, I'm like and yeah. I also bought um, painkillers <coughs> and stuff like that and I sort of thought that's a like the medical world in general like if I got hit by a car and was taken to the hospital I'm not going to say no plastic no plastic as they unwrap their sterilised equipment mm. so that they can save my life you know what I mean <laughs> like yeah. I feel like the medical industry in some ways if anything's going to be exempt could be but on that track, one of the things that came up for me was I've been doing my own tattoos, like home tattoos, and you buy needles that are sterilised and mm. they come in their mm-hmm. individual little plastic mm-hmm. packet. And and I was like, oh, I really want to buy some more, but it's plastic free July. Do I just wait till the end of the month? <laughs> or, you know, and I kind of mm. very briefly had a look online of how you can do it without using a sterilised metal needle, mm. which is so high end and you can do beautiful detailed work. Traditional cultural tattooing is done with sticks, bone mm. or bamboo mm. or sticks mm. or, you know, mm. but I feel like there's ritual around that, which involves knowing how to do it safely. Mm. And I don't know what the rituals are. I don't know how to make that safe, mm. you know. And if you look online at the infections that people get when they do home tattoos, it can be hideous. Mm. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, well, that's sort of on the edge of medicinal, but it's actually a lifestyle choice luxury to do my own tattoos, you know. Like, mm. it's not like I need it to live. Mm. <laughs> I need it for my creative expression. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but that's totally different so I didn't end up buying the needles but it was definitely something that came up for me mm. and then the asthma stuff was legitimately a medical need for me and so I bought it and I was like oh well that's just a thing 
You're listening to An Environment for Change, and in this week's episode, I'm speaking with Mel and Rachel about how we went during Plastic Free July and whether we were able to achieve that, which none of us did, actually, (laughs) for various reasons. The next little bit of the interview is something that women have to face every single month, and I know a lot of women I know have thought about it a lot and have tried to find various solutions for their monthly period. Uh, If you don't want to hear this bit of the conversation, you can tune back in in about 15 minutes and keep listening to us as we talk about Plastic Free July. But for the next 15 minutes, we're going to have a chat about periods and all the various things that women do to try and make that as easy and mess-free as possible in a plastic-free way. Um, I can't remember if we talked about it on on air last time but uh we did talk quite a lot about um women having their periods mm. and i knew that i was probably going to get my period well i guess it's a month you get it sometime during the month right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and so that was also an interesting thing and i actually we actually had had that conversation as well around the dinner table at my friend's place who i went to stay and um yeah, one of my friend's sisters had bought the period, the undies. Oh, yeah. Period proof undies. undies that yeah. you guys were talking about. And I had kind of half committed to doing the cut, but I just, I yeah, after I got sick and kind of was not feeling great, I just, I just didn't. So, but I just think, needed life to be easy at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was the same realization, maybe as you, Rachel, in a different way of just kind of being, wow, even though. I generally try quite hard. I was like, it's 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 really hard to not mm. use anything because yeah. it's just so predominant. Yeah, yep, mm. it is everywhere. Mm. So Rachel, you um, are about to run a class. This is going to air on Monday morning mm-hmm. yep. and you'll be running it that day I think yes at 10 o'clock on Monday morning oh just as this episode ends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great so get Double up down <laughs> so where where is it being held and can people just rock up yeah people can just rock up so it's at the Ray Bradfield room mm-hmm. um so after we had our conversation last whenever it was three four weeks ago yeah. um we had a little chat sort of at the end which off-air. was about yeah off air about um how to yeah what are the options for plastic free periods mm. and i just sort of thought about it. i was like oh why don't i do a little presentation on it so that's happening um on monday morning at 10 a.m at the ray bradfield room and in Castlemaine. yeah in Castlemaine. so the beginning of that will be there'll be pretty much an hour t- um just discussing the options and um you know bringing a lot of samples along i've called a lot of done a lot of research in that time and called a lot of um different companies uh to see who is producing something that's fully plastic free Mm. and even you know discovered that a lot of tampons have plastic in them Mm. a lot of pads have Mm. plastic in them so that's the leak proofness of it is a plastic shield isn't it yep that's right period proof undies have a plastic layer um, I actually don't know the answer to that. Mm. I haven't got to that. We did look at those. So the second part, just coming back to the the um, presentation, yeah, the workshop, the second part of it is um, I've got Julie Red, who's a lo- local sewing teacher, Julie Red Project. She's going to come in and together we're going to make uh, reusable cloth pads. Oh. So, yeah, we were rad at her. pads. Yes, yes, really, really rad. Um, <laughs> we were in her studio last week and we looked at a few different designs and looked on the internet for patterns and 
came up with something really simple and really great and mm -hmm. so part of that research also involved um, yeah just the materials to use and and mm. how that's actually can impact women's health so mm. for example I mean I, I came across this whole heap of information and there was a campaign in the United States in 2015 which was called detox the box and it was looking at a couple of um, products that had um, had known carcinogenics in the pads so it was the the fragrances that they were using oh. in them and also um, in tampons so the disposable well. pads that you buy yep. and chuck out yes and the, that's right the, how pretty they make them yes. they make them as pretty as possible so they put fragrance in them yeah and that's yeah carcinogenic yep and so the the campaign was about okay the um, there's there was actually no um, laws around having to disclose what was in the product because it's considered a medical device not a medication or something like and it's also that. not being ingested yes. I guess so that yep. would make a difference too yep. it's is that pads and tampons or just pads, pads? and tampons because tampons are kind of yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not ingested through your mouth. No, but yes. it's in your body. In your body and yeah. walls, like body walls and yeah. blood yeah. and yeah. stuff. Well, you actually, I believe you take in more through the walls of your vagina than you would if you actually ingested wow. something as a food because wow. it's such a, yeah, porous. Wow. Mm. So, yeah, that was the whole side of it. And, um, yeah, if you want to hear more about it, yeah, rock on down. And so, yeah, we really looked at what fabrics we were going to use and we decided to go with, um, so the Rad Pad, which is one that probably many people are familiar with. They don't have any plastic in them no. at all um, or no sort of P, PU lining, like yep. the nappies have, no yep. waterproof lining. So we decided to go with a backing, which is like a corduroy, and then the oh. inside is an organic hemp, hemp and cotton mm. absorbent pad, and then the top layer is merino with little snaps. Whoa. So yeah. Oh. So they're really, they're really awesome. Cozy. Very cozy. <laughs> but there's the option if, you know, if wool's like a, um, an irritant to yeah. someone, then you can put a cotton lining on the top. Mm. So, yeah. so I used to live with someone back in the 2000s, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, in a share house, and she got very excited about red pads and started making her own with cloth that you could take out of it and wash and oh, then put yes. back in it and mm -hmm. stuff. But I actually, I never loved them because they were so bulky mm. and kind of like they'd slip around and so I'd love to see your design and yep. see if they're more comfy to wear yeah I think they will be it'd be good to have really good instructions on how to clean them too mm -hmm. like um, yep. we'll be going through all that so these don't have a takeout um, the the insert is sewn in the mm. absorbent bit but there's the option of doing one layer or two layers so if you mm, have like yeah. a heavy cycle you can or heavy days you Just can use too. it yep great mm. so I have used the period proof undies for a couple of months and I got an American brand because I didn't know about the Australian brand at that point and I'd be interested to try the Australian brand which I think mm. is called Modi Body yeah they're the ones that I've yeah. got yeah so I got the American brand Thinks which is got heavily marketed several months ago mm. and I caved and bought some <laughs> and they were really good at first but and I, I did notice that I had to take several spares in little bags on on the really heavy days and I would just swap them out as soon as they started they sort of leak around the edges a little bit is their failing if, mm. if it's a really heavy day but I love them because they're really lightweight thin comfy mm. things and I think as long as you swap them out often enough but they're not cheap either like they're 30 or so dollars per pair mm. but if they last you five years you know <clears throat> that's great a friend of mine was saying that she because I've had this conversation a few times this month <laughs> um, she was saying that the period proof undies didn't really work for her 100%, but what she wants to do is wear a cup with those undies at the same time and then 
just have all of that going on at once, mm. I think. And I reckon if you had nice, spelt, thin, rad pad type things with mm. those undies, that would be a really good combination too. Mm. So They're like a backup. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I think one of the dangers of the rad pads is that you do bleed through. Yeah. Mm. So Danger. Period-proof <laughs> undies would be a good solution Risk. for that, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's so cool, Rachel. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm really pleased to have done that actually. Um, yeah. because I've discovered a whole heap that yeah. I didn't already know. Mm. Um, and you already knew a fair bit, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so I wonder, are you gonna make like little information sheets or something to give out? Yeah, I'll hand out some information sheets and you know, we'll look at the comparisons of costing, you know, mm. if you can go with this rather than that and And the longevity of each other. The item. longevity, yeah. Mm. And also the kind of health maybe concerns with using some things over others and, mm. and that kind of the main thing being the plastic or anything that might be added to the product that we don't know about because it's not on the box yeah so I'm you know that I've the really hidden, hidden yeah stuff. I've really looked at organizations or you know companies that are making a great product and there's mm. a few new ones around there's more kind of popping up um and yeah got the samples so I'll bring those along and that's share, awesome excellent yep um I know that I'm not going to be able to make that time on mm. Monday. Will you do another one by any chance? Well, <laughs> there's the resources available. Yeah, there's every chance. Um, I'd like to be able to um, put that information up online at some point. Yes, but definitely the, the in the pipeline is the plan to run more of those makers cool. sessions yeah, um, because great. we're aware that it's a in school hours and there's probably going to be a lot of teenagers or you know um, school yeah. age children who'd like to come and have a go at doing that. So that will be on the cards. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. And if you know if someone wants to hear the information again, I'd be happy to run it again. Yeah, I reckon that's great. Yeah. It'd be good to do it outside of work and or school hours because yes. I can't make it because of work yeah. as well. Because it's one of those things that we all do it quietly. Mm. every month and with the disposable stuff it's just mm. endless relentless yeah mm. you know if you use a pad the pad itself is made of plastic mm. got plastic in it and it's wrapped individually in plastic mm. and it's in a plastic mm. bag that it comes in and it's just like and it's all about hygiene and, and all of that stuff in theory but i feel like we're emerging from that need to be yes as vacuum sealed in our lives yeah yeah <laughs> Um, one of the, I just wanted to um, mention this, one of the companies, Bamboo Babe, they sent me um, heaps of samples and yeah, their stuff is all biodegradable mm-hmm. and so there's no plastic at all in it, no nasties and added to it. what sort of it. products do they have? So they have pads. Yeah, they're really great pads. You can um, get free samples and then go on a subscription. So they'll actually send them out to you every month. Yeah, that's a really, really awesome product. And then I also contacted um, Lunette, which do the, the little cups. Yeah, they also sent out a great sample box the sustainable period project so there's they're actually sending out their samples and other you know sustainable options Mm. to every high school in australia by i think it was 2019 so yeah so they're an australian company yep yeah australia and new zealand so they're they're really great as well so so that's lunette lunette yeah yeah Yeah. nice oh great Mm, good stuff i love that people are thinking about this stuff and really coming up with some awesome solutions yeah i feel like as much as all of this plastic in our lives is about our convenience we're smart enough as a species that when we need to we'll come up with other solutions Mm. that are heaps better and we're just given this stuff most of the stuff that's plastic wrapped is for cost effectiveness and hygiene but it's actually like 
if we think about it, we can do without it. Mm. And convenience. It's like <laughs> yeah, the top say, thing. Yeah. Is convenient and we, habit. Yeah, it's a comfortable <laughs> thing to be able mm. to do whatever it is and then toss it out at the end and not mm. worry about mm. <laughs> cleaning yeah. it up. Or yes, so we don't have to deal with it. Yeah. We don't yeah. see it. Therefore, it's very easy to mm. be cool with it. Mm. Mm. And in some ways, it's a great thing that China's shut down and, and not letting yeah. us send our recycling to them anymore because suddenly we have to actually look at this thing that we're doing which is producing all of this waste yeah and we all uh, like as a nation and as individuals are going to have to look at that and Mm. figure it out and i think we should we should deal with it in our own backyard why should it go somewhere else yeah (laughs) i don't even know when that started no one knew about it till they till they Mm. stopped it yeah yeah i didn't know it was being processed offshore because it's traveling halfway across the world yeah it's crazy isn't it the amount of energy that that's then taking to yeah move it somewhere else yeah deal with it because we don't deal with it yeah you're listening to an environment for change my name is ali and this week it's a catch-up session between me mel and rachel who all took on plastic free july and we're talking about what happened this month as we tried to do that so Mel, yes. did you make any inquiries about the wine? I actually didn't because I was away and then I got mm. sick. So, and I, in that time, I didn't really drink wine. The wine that I did drink, actually, when I was at my friend's house, we drank bottles, mm. so no casks. And I've thought about our discussion, but yeah, I didn't do anything because mm. I was kind of just out of it. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but I can keep you um, in the loop if I do anything because I still think it would. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, do keep us in the loop. And I feel like it's those sort of inquiries and that sort of thing that actually makes that stuff happen. It's just a matter of someone going, "Hey, you know, would you guys do this?" Totally. <laughs> Maybe they would. Yeah. Um, well, I was looking. I was on the lookout for cheeses because I didn't want to have to, and especially oh, yeah. like rennet-free cheeses. And I went to the big IGA, and they just said flat out, no, they can't fill my container with stuff from behind the counter at the mm-hmm. deli. So I went to Mulberry's, and they were great. Anything behind their counter, they were happy to, because they have big wheels of cheese mm. or blocks of cheese, and they'll cut it up. But some of it they already had wrapped in plastic. And I said, oh, sorry, I mean, taking the plastic off that doesn't solve my problem. Mm. Yeah, so mm. she cut a fresh piece for mm. me, and someone else can buy that one that's already <laughs> got plastic mm. around it. Oh, man, I discovered... Because I was also also asking about rennet, which animal rennet in cheese is what helps cure it, but it's not vegetarian. So rennet-free cheese is what I try to buy as a vegetarian. <laughs> and most of the cheeses didn't did have rennet, but they have a cheap brie, and I love brie, that was rennet-free, and it was Australian-made. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> wow. Well, who's making that? <laughs> I don't know the brand. Yeah. I should figure that out. Yeah. But... Um, I was so happy about that. But just a basic yellow cheese. They didn't actually have one. They have a lot of gourmet fancy cheeses. So there wasn't a basic yellow cheese that you do cheese on toast with or, Mm. you know, put Mm. great onto your pasta. Mm. But I did inquire at the smaller IGA and they were happy to cut stuff and put it in my container if I bring it to them. Cool. Mm. And they said, it might take a little while if you're happy for it not to be instant. And I was like, yeah, of course. That's fine. So that's good. There's Mm. that there. Mm. Um, And I also went to Gringo's and inquired about things that I hadn't inquired about before. So Mm. I got maple syrup. I saw that they do indeed have sesame oil. (laughs) I got sesame oil too. (laughs) Great. And I took jars and I got detergent for the washing machine Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, so shampoo and conditioner, I believe they have that on tap Mm -hmm. as well, but, Mm. and detergent because those those are the things that I will buy just grab a bottle and have it and 
And the detergent is made by a local woman. Oh, right. Uh, or someone relatively local, you know. And and I felt like that was an even better solution, yeah. which is great. Mm. They I used haven't used to have, it yet, though. <laughs> they used to have the soap nuts. I used to get those. Oh. And then I think they said people weren't buying them, so they ended oh. up getting rid of them. But that they were great. Yeah. yeah. What else? I went to Gringo's and I was I got a few quite a few things there and I was a bit happy about all of it. Like, I feel like it was a big step up for me because I know they do all this bulk stuff and I've gotten some nuts and rice and stuff from there relatively regularly. It felt like a, a bit of a win that day I went to Gringo's. <laughs> it does feel like a win, doesn't yeah, it? When it's you... definitely satisfying. Yep. It's like, yeah, cool. I'm kind of empowered with my own food decisions. Mm. That's how it makes me feel. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I do feel, though, as well, like... So probably my main way of dealing with stuff was changing... changing the consumption habit mm. in terms of um, eliminating something rather than actually picking. Well, uh, yeah, there was probably a bit of both. There was sometimes looking at for a different product, but then if it wasn't available, like if I couldn't get it in glass or cardboard or whatever, then mm. the, the change would be in my consumption habit being I would just take it out. Mm. Whereas I think the next level is to really start being the voices that mm. are saying, okay, well, yeah, what are the options and contacting companies mm. and saying, can you, yeah. I, I guess that's how change happens isn't it enough mm. people doing that and how did you find people's responses in shops if you were asking them the next level because I had one woman just be straight faced I can't help you <laughs> but mm. there was one time when I was like I was in a shop and I was like I wanted some takeaway food and I sort of could have got the pizza but I wanted the pasta and I was like so what's your takeaway option like is it plastic and he's like oh yeah we do have plastic and he was trying to be really helpful yeah and then I was like oh well I guess I'll get a pizza. <laughs> and then I saw that they had the metal containers with the oh, cardboard yeah. lid. Oh. And I was like, oh, you do have those. And he's like, oh, yeah. I thought you wanted plastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I can get pasta. <laughs> yeah. And I got a really delicious knocky. <laughs> it was great. Um, and there was another one where I was, like, talking with a lady and just negotiating plastic bags versus something else. And she was so happy for me. Her response was just really positive and I was mm. like, oh that's great. You as a shop assistant will give out plastic bags because it's your job but maybe as a person you really don't want to mm. you know. But yeah. I, did you did you have any responses from people when you were asking them to fill a container or to do something else that's out of their normal? Mm, no because I don't think I really did that. The only thing that I did was my takeaway coffee mm. like brought alone cup at the airport. <laughs> it's interesting. I guess at airports, they're used to people having such small amounts of luggage space that they don't bring their reusable yeah, stuff. That's right. So they're not used to people being up. And you're on your way to somewhere where yeah, you probably don't want to have it. And, yeah. Because yeah. the, the, you said they're a bit grumpy about it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I found the responses I got were um, great. Like everyone was very willing to to help out with yeah. what I re was requesting um, but again you know there was times like I did actually have one day where I was out and I was like oh because I, I haven't been drinking coffee I didn't mm. have my coffee cup but I felt like a warm drink so I was like oh, I'll go get a chai and I was like oh I don't have my takeaway coffee cup so again I just changed and go well I don't do I really need it like I mm. actually don't really need it mm. <laughs> so yeah looking at that what's that level of comfort that I'm prepared to drop knowing mm. um mm. yeah knowing that I'm just gonna take more plastic home if I go with mm. it or, yeah 
Mm. I just t- completely diverted on a tangent. <laughs> no, that was good. That's yeah, good. there was. I um, I had dinner with my uncle in Melbourne last week, actually, and it, we had that same mm-hmm. same thing. We it was just two of us, and I think we were quite hungry when we ordered, so we ordered too much food. Mm. <laughs> um, and but they were so great because I mean, you, sometimes you're not even allowed to take away your leftovers, mm. and so but it was that same thing. And I was like, oh, it's plastic. I'm like, but that's okay. I can use it as paint things. I can use it as, you know, my, because I don't have heaps of Tupperware, but I just will reuse those containers. Yeah. But, um, mm. yeah, it was just kind of that thing again of, ah, oh, it's so ingrained in us that it's that that's what you use. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. And I have used yeah. those takeaway containers from restaurants for putting the dog food in when I go to the dog food place that's exactly what I took yeah, to them yeah it seals and it's a nice thing mm. so there is I mean there is ways to use it and I got caught out today even <laughs> I thought I was doing pretty well this <laughs> month and then today a friend of mine just had a baby and I was taking them lunch and I went to a place and they gave us the food in a paper kind of container which is awesome and then I asked for the some chilies on the side and the, she gave me the sauces on the side and I just went out and I hadn't even thought about it until <laughs> even we'd eaten the meal and at the end of the meal was when I went oh no because <laughs> uh, yeah. all of the sauces were in little plastic containers um, and and I I was just like I didn't even think of it yeah it was just so like mm. normal that I didn't even think of it yeah <laughs> yeah we just really um I think it's it's a huge change of habit yeah. that needs yeah. to happen you know like we'll if there is no other option there for sauces like if jars are too expensive or they're not prepared to do that and then mm. take them back and wash them then Uh, we eat in the restaurant because you know we're all kind of on the go it's like Mm. grabbing the coffee grabbing the food like we want to go 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 like who sits down and and you know makes the time and (laughs) not saying (laughs) that you know um that that's the case every time like in in your case today but um yeah I think a lot of you know a lot of that stuff oh actually I had it I had an experience I was in Melbourne for an appointment on Tuesday and I went I had to buy lunch and my breakfast out and I was walking around going in this big sort of buffet area and it was like every, you know it was all plastic cutlery and I was like oh I didn't yeah. even think to bring mm. my own spoon or my own fork and yeah yeah I just was quite shocked it was like wow there was so much stuff churning over like yeah. plastic yeah. things being thrown in the bin and yeah, yeah. and what a maddening. food court like that would see in a single yeah. day yeah. is just outrageous isn't it yeah and I when I think about taking my own like you know reusable cutlery in my bag or something Mm. I just know that I'll use it and then put it back in its container and it'll sit in my bag unwashed and it'll just get so skanky (laughs) I just know I wouldn't maintain it very well so I'm like what I wonder what I could do like I think a lot of restaurants are now using bamboo implements and stuff Mm. like that and I guess it's still a resource that requires production Mm. that is disposable but at least it can be Broken composted. Down. Yes. Mm. But if it's being thrown in the bin with all the plastics and it's getting mm. taken to landfill, mm. then that's not actually a better solution. No. So. And it's still that thing of what you're talking about, Rachel, of, you know, our actual consumerism habit. Mm. You know, it's kind of just replacing the habit. It's something yeah. that we feel better about rather than, mm. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, the answer or this, yeah, the solution there is it's just tackling one habit at a time not trying you know like mm. you were saying or probably all of us it's like oh that's just too much like I'm doing all this and the amount of energy and um, consideration and 
planning that it mm. takes it, it can be quite exhausting so to actually just go all right well this is the first level and then yeah. bring things in slowly yeah mm. absolutely yeah. Mm. yeah yeah it's finding that level isn't it of not flogging yourself too badly mm. but trying yeah. and then not yeah like, yeah not flogging yourself too badly and not doing that in like not doing anything not giving up yeah 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. so finding yeah. finding how you can mm. still do something but I do feel like this month has, for me, every time I've touched plastic, I've been aware of it. Yeah. You know, so it's made me so much more aware of how much plastic is in my life. Mm. And even the stuff that I've already had in the house or I, even long life plastic things. Yeah, it's it's definitely made me much more aware of where the plastic is. And that, that's a benefit yeah. on, it, on its own, even if yeah. I didn't achieve... Com- the month completely and even if I don't maintain it mm-hmm. at least I'm more aware of where it is yep. and I'm more confident now also just to ask because mm. quite a few times I couldn't see immediately whether the place I was at had a solution for me asking for it not to be wrapped in plastic or contained in plastic and often when I asked they did have a solution yeah. and were quite happy to provide that's it. That's really great we yeah. just take hold of that yeah, yeah. I reckon because yeah. You know, I can get scared of it. I'm just thinking about myself. I'm like, yeah, be a bit braver. Yeah. <laughs> They'll yeah. be a bit braver. Yeah. It's all right. They can just say no. Yeah. If they you don't say yes. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they do say no, then you get to just make a choice. And sometimes yeah. I've walked out, you know, and I've mm. been like, all right, well, I'll just go across the road. And the next solution is not that far away mm. often. Mm. But sometimes yeah, if the solution times. is too far away or you're not going to get a meal because it's your only option, mm. I would probably have the meal <laughs> or eating or, you know, whatever it is that allows me to do that. But, mm. you know, at least you then are making a choice about it rather than just taking it automatically. Yeah. You're listening to An Environment for Change on Main FM 94.9. And today I'm talking with Mel and Rachel and we're catching up on how our plastic-free July month has gone. Some sounds you might be able to hear in the background are Rachel's kids who were doing their very best to be quiet as possible and actually did the most beautiful daisy chain and put it around my dog Bobby's neck (laughs) and led her in by a lead of um, four-leaf clovers and daisies. But they were making a little bit of noise in the background, which is probably what you can hear. I was going to ask, actually, or just raise, did Mm. anyone come across it in fashion or clothing industry? Because Mm. that's like one of the biggest, yeah, wasters of plastic or consumers of plastic in in fashion. Well, I'm just guessing it's packaging and the plastic hangers and the little, I mean, even every time you get something with a tag and you rip it off, there's a bit of plastic that, where does it go? Oh, that's true. Into landfill, most likely. I hardly ever buy clothes, let alone new clothes. Me too. But, you know, (laughs) we are probably in a minority yeah, group I agree. of people, yeah, I think. And absolutely. that's what I meant about, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Other people live totally differently. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm weird. I just, well, yeah, <laughs> you're not weird. I know, I know. <laughs> but it, you're an anomaly. When you look at yeah. statistically how Australians You kind live. of feel like, yeah. Big, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. You just like, actually, no, I guess you are the minority. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, even badges up there plastic yeah I love badges that's yeah. why it made me think of that when you said fashion that was the first yeah. thing I thought yeah. you could probably make those with oh, I can't think of the word you make like a seal like if you're making a collage you can put a seal on it oh like a painted yeah oh yeah, yeah. but you know anything acrylic is plastic like oh, so that's acrylic. Acrylic is, is a type of plastic. You couldn't do it with like the you could flour do... and water kind of some. Oh yeah, you can use oil varnish stuff, oh, which yeah. is terps and oil, or you mm. can use shellac, which is ground up bugs. 
Oh yeah, I always feel weird about that. Oh, <laughs> used it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, vegans. Um, yeah, all the painters out there that you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe you're finding the bugs that have already died. I don't know <laughs> how that works. I don't know. I really don't. I'm not meaning to offend <laughs> anyone with that. But mm. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The fashion thing. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And even like acrylic clothes, like. I get itchy with wool, so mm. any scarf or anything that I have is often an acrylic weave or a knit. Yes, or, you know. So and, and every and time you're washing that, yeah, it's shedding the little yeah. like if it's a polar fleece or a, yeah, you know, it's shedding tiny little um, the micro yeah. particles. And the, and the really soft wools are really expensive. I guess maybe the last question is: mm. Do you guys feel like you'll try and carry this on beyond this month? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me yep. too. I think I'd like to actually... I want to do the period thing. Mm. Yeah. Because I kind of... Yeah. Most of the other things, after hearing you guys, I can... I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially the cheese. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the period thing is definitely... I do it every month and I don't... I, I, I would rather not. And every month it comes around and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> not the yeah. period. Well, sometimes <laughs> that's... Like, I think not. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, yeah. What, I, what I buy. And I, so I think it's also the money thing for me. I'm kind of like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Amount like, of money each month. And then month. I'm throwing it away. Like, I throw yeah. it in the fire that it's winter, so I kind of feel a bit better mm. about that. Even though I know it's burning up there, I kind of feel better about that option than putting it in the rubbish. Mm. Um, but... It's still not. It's it, yeah. It's the mon- It's the money, and it's like I know that in summer I will throw you in the bin, and yeah. it's, it's just gross. Like mm. it's yeah. You can compost them as well. I've spoken to a few women about who oh. have been composting them. Yeah, I pretty right. much use all reusable stuff, so mm. um, I haven't done that. But yeah, mm. like with the compostable nappy, mm. I'm not sure how in terms of like. Um, you know, health stuff, how mm, that works, mm. but I think it's possible to do mm, that. Mm. So you just have to get one that's like the Bamboo Babes or the um, the Natura, mm. I think, is another brand. I'm not exactly sure of the name, but, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so if you didn't want to go the full reusable, yeah, you could go for those others mm. as a more convenient thing. And that's also more, um, you know, there's sort of like that, there's that whole kind of idea of, well, how do you, what do you do with it when you're out? Because mm. you know, if you got to, if you're in the workplace, like, is yeah. it convenient to wash the cup out or yeah. what do you do there? Are you so. going to carry a used something yes. with you for the whole day? Yeah, which I do do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, yeah. I do that already because yeah, where I work doesn't, you know, it's not always nice to put those sanitary things in a bin that we all use for everything else because we don't mm. have a toilet at work. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a big conversation. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. I, and I feel like with periods, it's also that thing where you just want to not have to think about anything. You just want to sit down or lie down and, mm. you know, your energy is really low, you're feeling heavy and you just need it to be okay and mm. not be a pain. And I feel like that's why a lot of women are just like, too hard basket yep. for that stuff. Yep. So I feel like the solutions need to be really um, easy enough for someone who really isn't feeling great yep. to still do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, imagine if we step. were brought up with like just that this, you know, reusable or a cup or that's just mm. what you do. Yeah. We wouldn't even think about it. No. But mm. we weren't brought up like that. So because yeah. yeah. that wasn't. I mean, they used to just use rags. Yeah. Yeah. 
and so you know or have a red tent and sit in that for a couple days yeah or go away for a week because you have your period and women will be in or just have lots and lots of babies and never have your period rest rest on the heavy days like (coughs) you know come on workplaces where's our menstrual leave yeah Mm. just you know that's really it's a whole it's huge yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. there's change it's good Yeah. yeah yeah But yeah, Ali, sorry to answer your question, definitely. And I would like to um, maybe when because I'm still not really drinking much wine at the moment. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, when that when I kind of feel jump back on that horse again. Yeah, can talk to um, the the local wine guys. That would be cool. Yeah, great. Mm. Well, maybe I'm quite like, inspired by our conversation. Yeah, cool. Mm. Yeah, great. Um, so this series has got like maybe a month left in it so I might check in with you guys and not necessarily interview you again but yeah. just check in where you're at with a few things mm. and give an update for everyone yeah cool at the end of the series see if you've conquered the wine <laughs> yeah that's going to be the everlasting <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be so great if you did though like how good is that yeah it'll just make me want to be back in Spain <laughs> mm. Nothing wrong with that either. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ali. Thanks for getting us in and having the conversation. Yeah. And then having them with everyone else out there. Yeah. It's great. It's really great. Yeah. Well, it is funny because every now and then, like, okay, so here's one more story. <laughs> Last night was the Brass Band's AGM and we have, everyone brings a plate oh. and I had just... I thought I actually had the time pressure on me for this interview today. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get cheese before the interview to know that I can or if I can't uh-huh. and how hard it is. You know? uh-huh. So yesterday I was on a mission to get cheese and then I had, didn't have time to actually um, buy anything for the AGM and my plate that I had to bring. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I took the cheese that I just bought and then I bought some bread from the IGA, the mini IGA, mm-hmm. IGB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, IGB. IGB. And it's I put it in a paper bag from the mushroom section. I grabbed some paper bags from the mushroom section so that I didn't have to use a plastic bag for the little bread that they bake on site. Mm-hmm. And took that, and that was great. But at the end of the night, there was stuff left over. I was just chatting to someone, and everyone else was packing stuff up, and I'd made a little plate of stuff that I would take home of the stuff that I'd brought, so leftover cheese and bread. And someone wrapped it in Glad Wrap for me. <laughs> <laughs> as a favour <laughs> and I said no I'm doing plastic free July no! well <laughs> this does I'm... not make me glad <laughs> I'm not glad about this rap hilarious yeah <laughs> it kind of sums it all up really doesn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was such a like they were doing me a favour yeah completely yeah. <laughs> but it was but I've said that a few times I'm like no I'm doing plastic free July and so once it's not plastic free July I don't have this greater thing, you know, I can't call on this mm. external thing to say, this is why I'm doing it. Uh, I'll just be that person saying, do you know, I'll be just self-righteous. I live plastic free, you know, and then I'll sound like a tosser. <laughs> no, but I think no, that's the scale of what, of what we were talking about before of like trying and not, not feeling ashamed about it and being mm. brave, but also not flogging yourself too hard. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. not being too obnoxious about it either. Yeah. Where you put people off by being so self-righteous that you... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's, I feel like vegans did that a lot or have done that historically. Like veganism, I kind of like the idea of uh, in terms of sustainability and the environment. Mm. I think veganism is great and there's lots of levels of it. But I feel like veganism gets a lot of flack in the general public. Mm. 
the same way vegetarianism used to, mm. because often vegans there's there's this story that vegans are all self righteous and difficult to deal with, you know, and that doesn't help anyone transition to veganism. That image, that public image of vegans doesn't help people transition to yeah. it because they don't want to be that difficult person or that extremist, you know, in inverted commas. And I don't think vegans are extremists and I don't think that it needs to be that way, but there is this public perception of it. Yeah. And so what I'm really saying is I don't want to be that person around plastic that creates an image of the person who denies plastic as being that difficult, self-righteous mm. person. I want it to be something that people just really organically want to accept into their lives yeah. without it being an extremist position. Hmm. You know, that's all I'm really saying. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Ro- roll in the relaxed vegan. That's Because uh, <laughs> I, I was vegan for a couple of years yeah. and um, there was a lot of... Well, there was one situation actually where I... Um, I had done a vision quest and mm. at the end of it the food that was offered was dal and dal and dal and dal and dal for for me and I couldn't handle it anymore <laughs> and there was the tuna and the cheese and the you know we were out bush for mm. for 10 days so we didn't have um a lot of options it was all had mm. to be um you know keep on for side. a long time mm. yeah mm. and eggs and stuff and I went oh well I'll just I'll just roll with that you know mm. relax a little into this is just what's being offered mm. um so yeah but then there is that balance of when do you just relax and go mm. okay yep this is just what there is and mm. when do you really stick to mm. your belief um mm. because it's you know you have mm. that mm. so maybe maybe it's relaxed plastic free it's like yeah. you know as much as possible but if it's going to be yeah Maybe it's slightly yeah. different to what you're saying. It's yeah. not the self-righteous I mean, on, on that note, I was at my brother's house and they have bread wrapped in plastic. I'm not going to not eat that bread. Yeah. They've purchased it. That's their choice. Mm. I'm not going to refuse that and mm. be, you know, but I'm mm. not going to purchase that for myself. And if I was purchasing bread for their family, I would purchase bread that was plastic free. Yeah. Which might not be the bread that those kids will eat, which might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, that's pretty much mm-hmm. exactly the same how I felt visiting mm-hmm. my friend and mm-hmm. staying in someone else's life. Yep. You know, and mm-hmm. I was pretty prepared to to be okay with that because mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it's appropriate when someone's tired mm-hmm. and, and they're hosting you, know. you. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had a conversation, and and that's fine. I think I don't know. It might sound wanky, but like I think your intention it comes through with all of that alley like if you're doing it because you want to do it for you that's why you're doing it you're not trying to like can be a weird converter yeah yeah convert people to my weird plastic yeah you haven't got t-shirt on yeah yeah. if it's something that you actually care about and want to do you'll you'll do it and you don't need to necessarily like broadcast it no you know what i mean and that Mm -hmm. i think Yeah, you yeah. can just do it because you want to do it and it's something you want yeah. to do and believe in. Yeah. And I, yeah, oh, yeah, I was, I was actually just going to say, because I did sort of briefly talk about my kids, but, you know, my son at one point, um, we were talking about the, the cheese, you know, and what are we going to do with the cheese? And here he is right now, and he just <laughs> said... I actually don't even think I really want cheese, Mum. And, you know, it, it was like... Think people want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just, like, there was no, like, we can't have cheese anymore because it's got plastic yeah. in it. It was just, like, the conversation was opened around what are we going to do mm. in this situation. And, yeah, seeing what, yeah, what other people are within, you know, within your realm of, like, who, mm. who's around. Mm. Um, yeah, what they're prepared to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of feel like there's a there's a Buddhist idea that uh, I've heard of, which is that the monks can, if they're out with their begging bowls on the street, 
they can accept whatever people put in it. And if people put a meat food in their mm. begging bowl, they can eat that. But they've taken, even though they've taken a vow to never take life or to kill, if it's given to them as a donation, as a generous gift by some householder, they can accept that and eat that. Yeah. You know, so I feel like there's, like, even within like the highest spiritual realms there is mm-hmm. sort of concessions that can be made and and understanding mm-hmm. that intention does go a long way and yeah well absolutely because what if that food then gets thrown out because you are righteous and you don't want to eat it mm-hmm. um then yeah this is a big conversation yeah. really, isn't that yeah. a whole other one <laughs> yeah mm. You have been listening to an Environment for Change, an eight-part sustainability series made possible by a community grant from the Mount Alexander Shire Council. You've been listening to me, Mel and Rachel talk about how we have negotiated plastic-free July, our wins and our losses through the month as we try to make our lives as plastic-free as possible. You can listen to this and other episodes of the series on the Main FM SoundCloud page. My name is Alison Hanley. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.